It's happy hour from Uptown New Orleans at the lovely Collins Hotel. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. In the next 60 minutes, you'll get to meet just four of the many thousands of fascinating people who live in New Orleans. And you'll get to hear some live music or maybe some recorded music as well. At the end of the show, you might conclude New Orleans is a great city where people love to talk, have fun and enjoy great music. But you probably know that already, so let's get right on with doing nothing. But enjoying the next 60 minutes of happy hour together. My guests sitting around the table here at the Collins Hotel today are from left to right, Champ Superstar. Hello. That is her real name. Champ Superstar likes her cocktail hour to start at noon normally. She also likes sidewalk orgasms and fuck you songs with bitter lyrics. (laughs) Champ is also a fan of epidemiology and the history of salt. Along with expensive hotels and having drinks with men of dubious character, Champ likes people who have sex for validation and she enjoys making out in random places. Okay. Shani's looking out? very shocked about Shani Goldstein. Shani Goldstein is a mental health therapist. She's a marriage and family counselor and adjunct professor of Hebrew language at Tulane University. Shani's married to Rabbi David Goldstein, and one of their two children is also a rabbi. Shani went up against the KGB in the ex-Soviet Union, and not only did she survive that, but she has survived nearly half a century of marriage. Today is Shani's 48th wedding anniversary. Very nice. Let's hear it for my husband. Yeah, uh, well, we will hear a little bit about your husband, hopefully, in a moment. And across the table from me are Robert Mercurio and Jeff Rains, the founding members of one of New Orleans' most successful and popular bands, Galactic. Robert and Jeff started the band in 1994. In the subsequent 18 years, Galactic have put out best-selling records and are a headline act at almost every major festival in America, including our own Jazz Fest and Bonnaroo. Galactic maintains a dizzying touring schedule, selling out venues across the country. Their newest album is called Carnival Electricos. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes, Yes, sir, it is. And it's out now. Welcome, everybody, to Happy Hour. Thanks for having us, Grant. Mitch Foreman is uh, playing the piano, except in absentia today. He's disappeared and gone somewhere else, so all we have is the recorded version of our Happy Hour theme. So we don't have Mitch Foreman to contend with, but we do have 48 years of marriage, Shiny Goldstein. What was your maiden name? Lightman. Lightman. That sounds pretty Jewish as well. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Did you know your husband was going to be a rabbi when you married him? Yes, but I tried to talk him out of it. <laughs> you did? Why is that? What did you want him to do? Anything but. <laughs> really? Why is you that? You know what? It was, it's been, he's retired now. Um, but it's never boring. It's ne- not, there's not one boring minute in such a life. And Judaism very, is exciting. Yes, but working with people and mm. being part of the, the intimate parts of their lives um, is what makes it so meaningful, and, and I mean that uh, sincerely. What, what do you um, mean by being intimate parts of their lives? What well, does a rabbi do that we don't know about, other than conduct services on a Saturday? Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm glad you didn't say, oh, my God. <laughs> Are you allowed to take God's name in vain in the Jewish religion? Never. <laughs> You can't say, oh, my God. OMG. OMG. Oh, thank goodness for OMG. Is that true, though, really? Honestly, OMG. you're not allowed to say, you're not allowed to use the word God, are you, actually? Yes, you in are. In Orthodox Judaism. I thought well, they... I'm not Orthodox, first of all. What are you? Reform. What does that mean? That means it's not Orthodox. It's well, I know that reform. Much. It's Okay. Um, it's not rigid. It's flexible. Flexible. What does that mean? You can eat pork? Mm, if you choose to. Oh, that's a fantastic religion. So. <laughs> if you choose to, but these choices ought to be made with education. Well, what, like, and what does that mean? If you like the taste of pork, you can eat it? If you choose to. Is that right? So, what's the sort of guiding principles of Reform Judaism? Just do whatever you feel like as long as you no, call no, no, yourself no, no, Jewish? No, 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 no. There are many, many, many parts. I mean, there's the culture, the history. The uh, Israel, the, the so many things. I mean, I didn't come prepared. I think this is like <laughs> oh, a test. <laughs> I like, didn't come like prepared for this. It's like meet the press. Uh, yeah. It's like you know, when, after this is all over, I'll think of all the things that I wish I had said. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, it's like. Well, we don't want to be let's too hard on you. And work okay, up so let's hard. <laughs> okay, so what's the, let's let's get this out of the way then, because I'm sure everybody listening to this wants to know, and I'm sure all of us around the table here want to know too. What is the secret of staying married for 48 years? Yeah. The secret. I'm going to give you a to minute. To the same man. I'm going to give you a minute. Yeah, to the same <laughs> I'm going to give you a minute to think about that answer because I'm going to go around the table and ask everyone, are you in relationships? Oh, yes, I am married, and I'm sort of in Jeff. awe at this lady to my left. <laughs> How long have you been married, Jeff? Uh, about 10 years. About 10? 
Uh, ten you, and some change. Well, you'd actually. already been in Galactic for eight years when you met your wife then. I had, so you're we were high school sweethearts, actually, my, ah. my wife and I. So we sort of uh, broke up through our college years and then found that we still cared deeply for each other. That's and, romantic. And got married ten years ago. Wow. And what has she had done in the meantime? You went she on works to at Tulane um, as well, as an uh, academic advisor, actually. Okay. Okay. Robert? Yeah, I'm actually married as well. How long? And we just celebrated our sixth anniversary. Cool. So you're a rock star when you got married as well. Yeah, she knew what she was getting into. You know. Does that I make mean, life more difficult? That she knew what she was getting into? No, like into being or? like a sort of a popular musician. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's the popular, popular musician part that's that's the uh, that's the difficult part. It's just like, you know, being away from home for so long. You guys are on the road a lot. Trying to connect and and you know, sometimes yeah, we're gone for up to 3 weeks and and stuff. But she's a very accepting person and like I said we she knew what she was getting into when we we started dating so she really did you know what you were getting into doesn't know no I didn't at all you had no idea <laughs> but she she knew you know she knew she doesn't know any other way like she's she just used to me like oh yeah. you're gone weekends and this you and guys that, have so. kids uh, yeah. I have two actually yeah um sure. but I think you know the, our lifestyle does afford um you know our wives a certain amount of freedom it's like they actually have you know Get rid of you. lives. Yeah, yeah. They, they're right. able to sort of, you know, um, you know, enjoy certain freedoms that I guess people in more conventional relationships don't have. Um, so there is an upside, I think, to, you know, if we're home too long, I think our wives start to get slightly, like, annoyed. Well, like, you don't go to the office. <laughs> You're just at home all day. No, we go. We go in the studio. We go in the studio and stuff. We still yeah. are away from them. Okay. So it's not like you're under their feet all day. No. Okay, champ. Here and we go. And they work, you know. Let's hear it, champ. What's your uh, romantic relationship like um, at the moment? I or situation? am currently in several one-sided relationships with celebrities and bartenders. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't know about you. <laughs> they know about me, but uh, usually through some sort of legal enforcement. <laughs> Are you a policewoman? No. Oh. So you're under restraining orders I'm from a, various, uh, yes. various people. Oh. So who are you stalking? Can you tell us who you're stalking currently? <laughs> no, I, pretty much anybody that comes in through town, movie-wise, I'm all over. You're all over them. Who you? There's a lot of people nowadays, huh? <laughs> yeah. You must be having a pretty busy time. Cause pretty busy. Everybody's yeah. here now. I really had to pencil this in. Did you, <laughs> did you uh, stalk Quentin Tarantino yet? No, because he kind of creeps me out a little, so... Wow. But uh, but That's then again, pretty, like I'm really into look at Chinese face. You're a professional. <laughs> you're a professional therapist, right? Yes, I mean yes. I hear I all think, kinds of strange. I think we can do a whole we can do a whole hour on just the two of you talking to each other. Shani, what would you ask her first if she came into your <laughs> clinic looking for help? And we're going to get back onto the secret her, of marriage. Oh, well, why are you here? <laughs> no, why are you coming to see me? What can I do to help you? And well, I mean, we would start there. I mean, I'm just. Trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, we gotta go down this but rabbit you hole. Be coming to no. we, we could just do, trying to be funny. I could, do, I could do a whole hour show here, which I actually did think about doing on Champ's Twitter feed alone, oh. which we're going to get to later on. But we're going to get back now. We've got everyone's marital state sorted out here, or relationship status. We all need to know the secret for real. Now you've had about five minutes to think about that. Honestly, what is the secret? I have not yeah, been honestly. thinking about it. I've been listening, you know, to everyone. Okay, um, but well. You gotta love a person. I may have to say that. And Do you have to be in love? love? Do you have to be in love for I the think whole time? So. And mm. you gotta have. I mean, you gotta have sense of humor. You gotta be kind and um, thoughtful. And um, I don't know if I'm going to say the wrong thing here or not. But sex, good sex, is also <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, now helpful, you know. Okay, now I'm not sure how inappropriate a high five would be for you right now, but I want to. Come on, what, and um, you got to work on staying in love, for goodness' sake. It's, what does that mean exactly? People say they got to work on a relationship. Do you guys have a clue what that means, frankly? Anybody? Yeah, yeah I know what she's saying. Robert, what is Good. she saying? Robert, tell me, what does that mean? Does it work on a relationship? I mean, you got to think outside yourself a little more sometimes. And, you, you know, I think in any relationship, you're always getting checked and you have highs and lows, at least within, within my relationship of, you know, times that we, sometimes maybe I'm more thoughtful or thoughtless and, and I try to think of us as a unit opposed to just two individuals. You know, it's just stuff like that. I think you got to constantly remember and remind yourself that, you know, you're there together. 
Yeah, and when you find that you're feeling like there's a lot of distance that's coming between you for whatever reason, and it will, yeah. then, you, then somebody has to say, okay, we're getting a little distant. We've got to do something to come back. And that's if you want to do that. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to do that, then you just keep going bye-bye, and, mm-hmm. and it will end. Yeah. Um, so that's what I mean by work, because everybody's got his own developmental stuff and needs and, and um, you know, stages and everything and dreams. And um, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. But it, it's great, you know. Mm-hmm. It's great when you get to the other end. What's the other end? Yeah. Where I am now. 48 years. <laughs> was there ever a time in the whole 48 years when you thought this is awful and I'm not going to stay married to this guy? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then I thought about it and I said... I love him. Right. Yeah, he loves so, me. So how often do you have supposed to have sex with each other? Well... As a th- you're a therapist, now we can ask yeah. you this as a therapist and also yeah. as a 48-year well, veteran. according to research, um, about three times a week is good. But when you have little kids and you're out of town, obviously you don't want to do it you know, with another person just because you got to get the three times a weekend. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize that was even a possibility. (laughs) Well, that would change everything. But two or three times a week is is about what they say, you know, that keeps the the connection. No, it doesn't always have to be the fireworks and the, you know, and the bells and whistles. It's just the connection. What does it have to be? It's got to be a nice connection, you know, of of love and... um, and caring and gentle, and you can tell, you can tell. But um, three times maybe, you know, great. Some people like it every day. Good. If they both like it every day or if they can accommodate to each other, fine. But, um, and sometimes you've got to put it on the schedule, seriously. I know that sounds weird, but it's got to go on the schedule because otherwise like everybody's too busy, too busy, too busy, too busy, you know. That There's always that something. That doesn't take the romance out of anyone. You'd be surprised because if you see it on the calendar and then you start thinking, hmm, you know, and so I'm going <laughs> to make a you know, we have little date night, stop so along the, same the way. Yeah, well, you know, like, you know that's going to end up Yeah, and, and, you know, you kind of plan for it and sometimes it's a little more spontaneous, but if it's in your head... That we've got to do this, you know, or we're just going to go da 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 farther apart and have to work at getting back together. I mean, it's 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 a challenge, but it's worth it. Okay, well, congratulations yeah. wow. there. That's well, forty-eight years is an incredible yeah. achievement. Yeah, We've been together for about fifty years. Wow. Uh, wow. So you were together a couple of years before you got married. I don't yes. want to. I mean, this is a pro- almost a rude question, but you look so young. Yeah, you do. You look oh, really I was young. Ten. Uh, you were 10 when you got... <laughs> so, hey, before you were you born much. Was it an arranged marriage? It was no. an orthodox. No, 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 hardly. <laughs> Except we did meet each other in Jerusalem, although it was so... Well, that's, that's the eternal city. Hey. That explains you know. the whole thing. Mm. There you are. You started with that. You know. What were you doing in Jerusalem, by the we way? We were both students. Really? What were you mm-hmm. studying in Jerusalem? I was studying Hebrew, and he was uh, in the middle of his rabbinic studies, and we were in the same school. What school was that? It was um, called the Chaim Greenberg Institute for Foreign Teachers. Yeah. Well, there really is somebody called Chaim Greenberg who knew that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's still there. You'd have to have a school (laughs) named after you if your name was Chaim Chaim Greenberg. Greenberg. (laughs) Or be a lawyer. Right. I mean, mean, it was very romantic. And and in those days, students didn't go away for their junior year in college Mm -hmm. yet. And uh, so it it was very nice, you know, very nice. And we make pilgrimages back to these spots. When you met? From time to time. At the Chaim Greenberg? Yeah, uh-huh. Is it still there? Nice. Yeah. What is but it now? But it's not Chaim Greenberg no, what Institute is it now? Is it, anymore. Is it disco or something? Something <laughs> like that. It's turned into a yuppie neighborhood. And, uh, ah, yeah. Okay. You know. but, it's, but those spots are still there. Very nice. Yeah, it okay. is. Kind of. Okay. Yeah. That's well, thank inspirational. You. <laughs> okay. It certainly is. Okay, rock thank and roll you. guys. <laughs> Let's talk about music for a minute. Let's talk about, first of all, let's talk about this record, because I want to play something off the new record. It's all not right. that new. It came out at the beginning of the year, right? It yeah, came yeah, out on yeah, Mardi, 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 Mardi Gras Day. Day. Right. This is our homage to Mardi Gras on this album. So what, um, was the con- what was the idea we were talking just before we went on the air here? Well, you know, the, basically I think the idea was that Mardi Gras music has not really evolved particularly profoundly. You know, <laughs> like the music you hear around Mardi Gras is, you know, maybe local or it could be pop music or it could be 
you know, even in like the Caribbean and stuff, you know, usually yeah. you're hearing, you know, some sort of same newfangled rap. And so our idea was to maybe take a fresh look at Mardi Gras music and try to sort of put it through the prism that is our band, Galactic, and, uh, and do something different with it. And kind of try to link some of the traditions like in Brazil or Trinidad and some of the other places in the Caribbean that, you know, have Mardi Gras as a tradition and sort of try to like maybe try to link some dots. And so, you know, that was the loose idea, I guess, um, behind making this album. And how did the, did the idea translate into what it ended up becoming, or did it become something else? Um, it was an interesting process. You know, I, I guess the New Orleans stuff was easy for us, like getting a Mardi Gras Indian. And, you know, the first track we're going to listen to is, is uh, Carnival Time, um, redone, but with the original singer from, was it 50 years? It's 49 years ago yeah, or something? 50 years ago. Um, so he, Carnival Time Johnson. Yes, he recorded it and came in and, wor- and worked with us, and he's still in great voice, and he's an amazing man to work with. What's he like, Al? Because he keep on... I mean, I guess his name is Al Johnson, but everyone calls him Al Carnival Time Johnson. Oh, it's, it's always Carnival Time with him. Really? Yeah, <laughs> since we've recorded the song, he calls me about every week, and when I answer the phone, hey, it's Carnival Time! <laughs> wow! <laughs> so, so he's he, kind of like the Ernie Cato of uh, Yeah, I mean, of Mardi Gras. he does not mind being called Al Carnival Time Johnson. I mean, he, What's he, he like it. as a guy, other than, than fun, and obviously Oh, he's super sweet. I mean, he's about 72, I think, now, and just sweet, sweet man. And uh, in remarkable shape. Like, he's really taking care of himself. You know, you meet a lot of these guys, and, you know, their years have been tough, and they've toured and, you know, lived a hard life. But this guy is really is still in great voice and great shape and, um, you know, is just totally with it and, and really sort of inspirational, I guess, on level to work with. Well, let's take a listen to him, uh, Al Carnival Time, Johnson and Galactic, doing... Al Carnival Time Johnson's song, It's Carnival Time! <laughs> How many times can you carnival? <laughs> I gotta hear this.
Here we go. Beautiful. It's carnival time. Everybody's having fun. Awesome. It feels like carnival time, even though it's a little bit off carnival yeah. time here. That's, that's the one dilemma with putting out a carnival album. It's like then carnival happens and then... No one wants to hear it. Do people outside New Orleans care that it's not carnival? They just it's no, just they don't infectious. actually. It's just in that's the, the city. other. Qu- it's hard to keep that in perspective too. You're like, hey, it's Mardi Gras, people oh. of Ohio. What <laughs> 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 do people think? I mean, when the people outside New Orleans hear that beat, I mean, we know what it is. As soon as we hear that Mardi Gras, what do people outside here think? They just think it's some sort of awesome, incredible rhythm. God, it's a, I mean, I, there's probably a spectrum of of reactions to that I mean and I think that New Orleans music especially through Treme and and shows like that have reached a broader audience but I still think it's it's a small type of music compared to pop music but you know I think Mardi Gras is also like sort of perceived as like spring break like you know the the sort of richness of the culture surrounding Mardi Gras here is not really you know Perceived nationally in the same it's way more like at all, take you know. Take your top off and yeah, you know the bourbon streets. Yeah, feed from CNN. That you know what I mean. But have you been able to change that at all by getting the stuff out there? Definitely not. I don't. Nothing. <laughs> That's a larger. It's funny to be a rock, <laughs> rock band and then try and have some sort of you know cultural significance. I suppose. Well, certainly. Uh, yeah. Well, my grandchildren <laughs> love the music. They don't know anything about Mardi Gras. But they're little, and they love the way it sounds. And they, when they eat their food, their dinner, they've got to have their music on. And That's they love the New Orleans stuff. Yeah. Do they live here, Shani? No, they live in New York. Oh, and, there you go. Uh, yeah. They, That's what I'm wondering. I mean, if this thing sort of travels, yeah. like Zydeco or Cajun, you don't really know yeah, what it is I mean, if you New live Orleans outside. Music, and they people, love it. People, yeah. It definitely is a, it's a different sound that people don't always hear. And yeah. People generally, it's a good time, you know? It's not hard to It's to nice digest. music. It's not, you know, vulgar or anything. It's just got nice it's rhythm. Infectious. and mm-hmm. Yeah, it really we'll is. We'll do a couple of more tracks off the album in a minute. Love but first it. of all, why don't we all direct our attention to the left of the table where, yes, where Champ Superstar is <laughs> texting Champ someone. Superstar. Who are you texting, oh, Champ? I'm tweeting, of course. Tweeting, okay. <laughs> well, let's get on to Twitter in a minute. But first of all, let's talk about your name. Because I asked you in an email before the show, what's your real name, and you wouldn't tell me. I don't, I don't need to know it right now either. But why do you go by Champ Superstar? Um, well, like I, uh, I guess I, I used to, I mean, I'm kind of a writer. I'm a pretty lazy writer. But um, when I was a little more motivated to write. There's only 26 letters, huh? Um, I had like, I, <laughs> well, I just had like have a to super be? boring real name. Like I wasn't, yeah. you know, I don't have an awesome name. You don't so. look super boring. But, you look fascinating. Well, I, that's what I think, but yeah. nobody was reading my stuff. Oh, so when you wh- call yourself Cindy Schwartz or something, nobody uh, cares. Right? Yeah, like nobody wants. I mean, like I have an ambiguous first name. It could be a boy's name or a girl's name, so people didn't really know. Like Hal. Yeah, just like that. Hmm. Okay. So I changed it <laughs> to get guy, attention, yeah. really, and it stuck. And it's you have got some more attention since you started. Calling yeah, yourself. and nobody calls me anything but Champ, Champ. anymore. Yeah. Weird. So, so what do your parents call you? Champ? They call me by my real name. They do. Mm-hmm. Where are you from, here? I'm from Texas. I'm from Houston. From Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. So where, how long ago did you come here? Well, I came here for college um, in the late 90s, and I stayed. Yeah. And did I you, mean, I moved around a little bit, but When did you start calling back. yourself Champ? After college or in college? Um, after. So yeah. what, did you decide, what were you thinking you were going to do when you finished college here? What college um, did you go to? I went to Loyola. Um, to do what? I don't know. I, my major was English, creative writing, which is right. funny because I'm not creative at all. Um, well, that would make it difficult to be a writer, <laughs> wouldn't it? Unless you wrote like technical manuals. Well, that's what I do. I'm a technical writer for the petrochemical industry. Ah, well, now oh. we've got somewhere. Hey, how about that, oh, Shani? How do you like that for <laughs> I got it in <laughs> five questions. Tech, tech and data analysis. So what I do is you, absolutely uninteresting to anybody but me. You do technical data analysis. Technical yeah. writing and data Technical analysis. writing and data oh analysis. Oh, my God. That does sound extremely dull. <laughs> but to look at you, it, you wouldn't think that you're a dull person at all. And then to read this stuff that, oh, man. first of all, your bio. I mean, I didn't write any of this about you. You wrote this about yourself. Yes. So is any of this true? Absolutely not. You like sidewalk <laughs> orgasms. Yeah, that was a joke from but, when I lived in Austin and we had South by Southwest there. It's like being surrounded by musicians. So that was kind of the joke. Just okay, that went over my head, that one. Okay, <laughs> what, about, um, uh, what about you being a fan of epidemiology and the history of salt? I don't even know what epidemiology is. is it, um, it's is just it, the study of diseases. Oh, you like the study of diseases, yeah, really? I think it's interesting. It yeah. is interesting if you're a doctor or something, I suppose. Yeah. But what would an ordinary person be interested in diseases? I don't know. I'm a reader. I'm a compulsive reader. Yeah. So. Shani, what sort of person is interested in diseases? A doctor. Mm. Or a, a doctor. Patient. That's what I just or said. Patient. Or a patient. Paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's more like me. You're more like a paranoid? Why you got it in one? I have that too. 
Are you a hypochondriac? No, not at all. Are you paranoid, really? <laughs> no. Okay, so... But it's really interesting. So your Twitter, yeah. your Twitter feed, how much of that is, is you? I mean, do you... What, That's all me. Do you have... But, I mean, do you have two personalities? Are you a technical, boring person at work and serious, yes. and then you come home and yeah. let rip on Twitter? Yeah. With things like... Um, oh, gosh. This is just... Actually, this. talking about marriage... <laughs> This is, this is, I only just got this Twitter stuff that you put up there in the last 24 hours, but this is not the, for the last year or anything. I'm not like some great researcher. This says, I refuse to marry, fuck this world. <laughs> Talking of marriage. Oh, for my God. 48 years. Oh, no. So it's an interesting two sentences, I refuse to marry and fuck this world. I, I'm, I have no idea what that rant was about. None. You can't remember? It was only, no. I mean, it says, I mean, I don't know when it was, was but it was it? eight night? hours ago after I printed it. I just printed <laughs> this off before ago. I came here. So that was like 10 hours ago. Wow. And you can't I have remember. No clue. What sort of I've a, tweeted a hundred times since then. Yeah. So you're a nonstop tweeter. <sighs> what sort of drugs do you do? I don't do any drugs. You don't drink a lot of alcohol? I do drink a lot of alcohol. 1,000 tweets. How many? Uh, no, 31, no there's may, way more than that. It's like 131,000, I think. Really? Let me see. Yeah. Rob, Robert's looking up. I just yeah. followed her. I did, I'm following her now. And it says... I guess I have a compulsive personality. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. 140,000 140, tweets. 140,000 tweets. <laughs> I've been on for four years, though. I'm not new. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I know. I'll give you that. Well, who can do some math? Fours into 140,000. <laughs> That's is, an amazing amount of tweets. I can do that much math. Amazing. Is that amazing. Who has time? It's 10,000. How do you have time for that? That's no 10,000 tweets a year. Well, a tweet maybe takes what? I mean, it could take five seconds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So. Five seconds. So yeah. out of your day. But can you do that while you're asleep? No. Yeah. So there's a few hours. No, How many well, hours do you I'm sleep? also an insomniac, so oh, I'm up a no. lot. Are you really? <laughs> yeah. What I'm awake that, a lot. What, is that, what does that mean to the insomniac? It sounds so horrible. You, you don't look unhealthy. No, I mean, I don't feel unhealthy, but um, I just don't sleep. Well, how online, many followers do you have, though? I mean, 3,100. Not very many wow. for right. many tweets is that I produce. Are these all your friends? 3,101. Oh. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Are they all your friends? Shani, that's a fantastic question. You don't use Twitter at all, I assume, right? I don't even know what it is. <laughs> well, this is a very good question. I am Champ, so sorry. Explain to Shani what Twitter is, if you can, in one so sentence. So I guess the originally it was a microblogging site. Are you, are you lost yet? Limited to 140 right. characters. Worlds are colliding. <laughs> so you know, you know what a blog is. I mean, you know what a blog is, right? You read stuff on the I internet. I just learned. I mean, I know. I know. I've heard the word, and I know what it is, but I wouldn't know how to do it or get one or yeah. find it. I, mean, just I like would a say journal, Twitter. Really. I mean, do you have Facebook? No. So anything like that, anything that you can just update with a status at any point in time. But who cares about if I'm sitting here I ask or that if question I'm all day in long. my car and I... And I <laughs> well, okay. What about this? Well, who cares about this? This is, this is some of these things that, that oh, Champ Superstar has written on Twitter. I try just, not to delete, but sometimes why, I wish I had. Here we go. <laughs> White dudes are really into tiny-boned, <laughs> bird-boned chicks that have long hair and no breasts, which I know from polls I've taken. Mm. So that's I mean, an observation. Funny. You're really funny. I'm so sorry. I, I, I just... You see, now you understand. I'm, exactly. I'm it am, is comedy entertainment. I'm I have taken polls. Yeah. You have taken no, polls. And <laughs> you find that... What made you think that, think that white dudes... I mean, Shani's a therapist. We could help you here for free. <laughs> this is free help. right now. <laughs> She's doing fine. Awesome. You're the only yeah. person that thinks that, I'm sure. Oh, really? Do most people think you're crazy? <laughs> yeah, people do. What do you think? Are you crazy? Um, no. No? No. I don't think I am. You're fun. Yeah, I'm fun. Yeah. Thank you. Thank but, you. But what's... I'm a professional. But what, you're not going to really refuse to get married <laughs> then. That's just a joke. I actually have refused to get married. Who so. proposed to you? Uh, I've had a couple of ex-boyfriends. But they both proposed? Yeah. Not at the same time? Actually. No. No. And what was the reason for declining their offer? I don't know. I just don't feel like I'm, I, I'm not built that way, I guess, really. Why is that? I don't, don't want to have sex three times a week? <laughs> not with the same person. You don't? That's crazy. Really? <laughs> is it really? Does that, does that seem crazy to you? No, no. It seems fine. I'm sure people, no, for you. I don't mean in general. Really I mean for you. No, not for me. I'm just not that. You don't, you don't want to have sex with the same guy three times a week? No. I don't want to have sex with anybody ever. Starting when? <laughs> Is that true? Sometimes, yeah. What makes you... I mean, that's an unusual thing for a person to say. Mm, I don't know, man. This is, you're scaring me now. I'm not <laughs> sure how to answer this. I'm scaring myself. No, you don't have a libido? You don't feel like you want to have sex with someone? Um, I guess I do, but um, I just don't for a lot of reasons. I'm what are scared. They? You're scared of what? Disease, pregnancy, attachment. <laughs> <laughs> is that in order? 
<laughs> is that what? Are you sc- and is that in some sort of order or just no, as no. it came to you? That's just as it came to me. Okay, so what would be the most one of those out of those three that scares you the most? Uh, they're Atta- all equally scary. Being attached to getting attached to somebody, yes. getting a disease from somebody. Yes. And what was the third one? Getting pregnant from somebody. Actually, disease would probably be the scariest. Disease one. is number one. Yeah. What disease do you think you could get from, say, having sex with one of these guys in Galactic? N- not from either one of these guys. No, these two guys have got nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, Robert's face. I'm, I'm trying to think of a one-liner <laughs> appropriate for this. Okay, so, there's absolutely nothing appropriate. So what about the other guys in the room? I mean, how can, when you see a random guy who's single and available, the first thing you think of is, what's he going to give me? Yes. Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. And what are the sim- what are my some se- of the- my second question is what can he give me? What can he give me? Well, I'm we- just kidding. <laughs> I mean, really? I mean, he's of- actually smart. <laughs> I agree. I love the surprise in your voice. <laughs> I mean, I, it, if more people would think like that, <laughs> who would be screwing anybody? Oh, no, <laughs> nobody. There wouldn't, be, there wouldn't be so many women or men too that have that gift that never goes away. Yeah. Like herpes? Herpes. Yeah. 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 I read something on herpes like 10 years ago and it just scared me to death. Do you smoke cigarettes? No. Same reason? Yes. Do you do anything dangerous at all? Just drink. Well, that's not that dangerous, I suppose. Yeah. So are you you a fearful person? Uh, Generally, I think. Healthy fear. Right. Well, is it, is it healthy to it really... Like keep me in my house or anything like that. It keeps that. you I mean, awake at night. Something's keeping you well, awake. that's true. What's keeping you awake at night? I don't know. I, I just have, a tr- I have trouble sleeping. Do you need to sleep? I mean, do you get tired? Yeah, I get tired. And like, you, and you, so you lie down to go to sleep and you can't get to sleep. Right. You need to have sex with somebody. Maybe. Maybe that'll is that solve right, all my Shani? problems. Doesn't that, isn't that relaxing? who it's with and what kind of sex it is. But of is. course, <laughs> if you had sex with somebody, that would be the opposite of relaxing because you'd be freaking about what you yes. could have caught or whether you got knocked so. up. Yeah, that's true. Wow, this is awful, champ. (laughs) It's devastating to me, too. I can't tell if you're kidding or not. I don't think you are, though, really. (laughs) I'm always half kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's always truth to pretty much anything I say, I think. But are you scared of what? Are you scared of falling in love as well? Um, Or have someone falling in love with you? I don't know, man. These are really. I wasn't prepared for this. (laughs) I I wasn't either, quite frankly, but, you know, here we are. I was going to just make some jokes and have a drink. Well, you're having a drink, but you can make any jokes you want. But seriously, two guys proposed to you and you refused both of them. I just didn't think I was ready. Yeah. Yeah. And it hasn't happened since, so. You, still, you think you've scared them all off or there'll be yeah. more? I think I've scared them all away. But you must have got attached to these guys. I mean, people don't propose sure. to somebody else unless they're... No, I mean, I've had boyfriends. Not like yeah. I've just ran, run around like being single and, you know, chased my whole life. I mean, but just wasn't ready. I don't think I'll ever be ready. Perfect. To be perfectly honest. Fuck this world, right? Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. You don't have to get married. <laughs> but how does fuck this world got to do with getting married? I mean, that was just a tweet, of course. It doesn't I mean it's true. Honestly, don't remember. I, I was at the Saint really late oh, last really? night with her. <laughs> with your friend who's over here? Okay. Yeah. She, looks, uh, she looks pretty good, too. Were you hungover? So, so do you have to go to work in the morning? I mean, No, I'm actually I'm a contractor, so right. I have time off for long stretches. So what sort of stuff are you writing? I mean, when these, this technical writing, what are you doing? Um, What my company does is inspection. And so we go into petrochemical refineries and inspect equipment. And then I gather data. You personally do? I don't do that. God, no. Okay. So someone goes into like an inspector type guy. An inspector type guy will go into like a tank or a tower or a nuclear reactor. With like a white hard hat or something. Yeah. Coat, and then they come back with some report with about data, yeah. what's going on inside a silo or inside mm-hmm. a refinery. Yeah. And they give it to you as, mm-hmm. as data. Yeah. And you have to write that into English. I turn data into information. Yes. That's quite a skill, isn't it? <laughs> it it's be? pretty niche. That's why I can't find any other jobs anywhere else. Is it well paid? You make a lot of money? Uh, I make pretty good money. All right. Yeah. That's a pretty good gig. So you stay at home. What do you wear at well, home? Well, I travel wear... a lot for my job. Wear, really? What do, you, what do you wear when you're knocking around the house doing your writing? Uh, what do I wear? Yeah. Man. I usually just wear... Uh, I don't, don't usually wear pants. That's a big thing on my Twitter feed. No pants. <laughs> okay. No, I wear pants. Um, <laughs> well, I thought you might be going to say you wore a skirt or something. <laughs> no. I mean, I usually just kick around in yoga pants and T-shirt. Do you do just yo- like everybody else. Do you do yoga? No. <laughs> But you have the yoga pants. Have the yoga pants. Right. I look like I do it. Yeah, that's you half do? the battle. <laughs> okay. Shall I, I have the gear, I guess. I, should we get one more tweet and then see if Shani can say something about it? I'm scared, yeah. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> DJ Prick is aptly named. <laughs> that's just a random thought in the middle of a whole lot of I other ones. I just saw that. 
Woods. You just saw that on my thing here? I knew you were going to read that as soon as I saw it. Is, okay. is that a real DJ? Mm-hmm. It is. Okay. Yeah. He DJs Friday nights at the Saint. He's actually a very nice person. Oh, oh so that was just... I think I was there last Friday night. No, that was Saturday. Oh, it was. Yeah. Who's on Saturday? Uh, Saturday they do Obsession. It's a dance party. Yeah. Yeah. Where is the Saint? It's on uh, Saint Mary. By Ma- off magazine, Lower Garden District, oh, okay. yeah. right where it's one way ish. Yeah, mm. there's like a triangle oh, yeah, right there. Right, right. Yeah. Is that Herb Saint or no, no, no? no. That's, that's totally. Yeah, we're sounding, we're real hip. We changed it just yeah. to the Saint. Yeah, Herb Saint is a very fancy restaurant. It certainly is. Clearly, don't <laughs> belong in this group. Right. That is a good question, though. I think you belong here. I think <laughs> I maybe don't belong here. I think Herb we all belong I here. Clearly, don't. That's the wonderful here. thing about New Orleans is that we all belong that's here. True. Yeah. That's true. No one's, getting kicked out. no one's getting kicked out just because they go to the Saint or Herb Saint. <laughs> hey, let's I frequent a- both. You do? I like them yeah. both as well. Yeah, yeah wow. but I love listening to you, the, the three of you. <laughs> thank you. Well, I mean, thank you. For <laughs> what do you do for fun, Shani? <laughs> other, than, for other, fun? Than, other than bang the rabbi three times <laughs> a week. <laughs> hey. That's fun. That's fun? Okay. <laughs> Excellent that's question. That's enough fun for anybody. <laughs> really? Okay. But I have, I have wonderful fun. Yeah, well, I'm I not saying you don't. I'm just asking what it is. Oh, well, my whole life is fun. Oh, my God. I wish I could say I know, that. Is it really? Is terrible. Your whole life is fun. I don't think I've ever heard anyone well, say that. Is that true? I mean, certainly there are sadnesses and sorrows. That's why, you know, when you have a lot of things like that, you've got to really focus on getting the joy where you can, and that's sometimes little things. But my greatest fun, really, I know this, again, is going to just make me sound like a really old person, (laughs) but being with my grandchildren, they are so adorable (laughs) and funny. But they live in New York. Yes. So how often can you do that? Well, we just got back from a week taking care of them where, while my daughter and her husband were in Spain on a vacation. Nice. And That's good they, parents these to have. kids are funny. How old are these little brats? Well, these little ones. <laughs> the oldest is going to be five in July. And then her little sister is two and maybe a third or a quarter and, or something. And this is your son and his wife. My daughter. Your daughter and, and her husband. husband. Yeah. And they left you with a five-year-old and a two-year-old and took off to Spain for well, a week? my husband was there too. Yeah, 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 I know, we, but that's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy hell, you're a good grandma. Yeah. yeah. My But I goodness. just love them and this, they are funny. They are really <laughs> funny. Okay. You've got to listen. What about when funny. you're at home in New Orleans, what do you do on a sort of a random night? For f- I mean, you go, go to the movies, you have for dinner. We go out for dinner with friends, right. and there's always something going on. Never you got know, food we've got poisoning? Got a lot of friends. No. Never had food poisoning Never. in the whole time? At least not that I remember. You'd remember it. Yeah. I pro- I, listen, I've, I've lived a long time. A I probably have had food poisoning, yeah. you guys but I don't poisoning? remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Robert, yeah. where did you get food poisoning at? Oh, you didn't? Well... Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm allergic to mussels, so like a, oh. one of, one of oh the worst food. But it's not really food poisoning them. But so well, it I've, is, I've but associated it, yeah, the couple times. But I don't really want to name the restaurant. No, it's, I don't it's kind of a bad thing to do. I shouldn't have <laughs> you asked know, that. You know, it's a New Orleans restaurant. And it wasn't the mussels. It was another time when I ate and I got sick. But you never know what it is, if it was that or yeah. I had something before it. But, yes, I've definitely had my share. Jeff, have you ever had? I don't know why I'm asking these stupid questions. you ever had food poisoning? <laughs> I, I guess, yes. <laughs> But no, like, you know, grand moment of... Not serious, like, like I went to some place and got food poisoning, and Nick can never go back there. Yeah, no, no, not really. Not, not in the city that I would admit to at this okay. moment. <laughs> oh, I'm back. I don't think I've ever had it. I know I've used it as an excuse to get out of work in the past. Oh, that's a good one. That's okay. as close as I've gotten. I can't finish the article because I've got food poisoning. Let's take a listen to another song off... Uh, what is it? How do you pronounce yeah. it? Uh, Carnival Electricos. Carnival Electricos. Uh, and yeah. this is a Mardi Gras Indian um, song. Okay. Which is a young, a young uh, war chief, as he calls himself, um, Juan Pardo, this came in the studio and kind of blew, uh, blew the roof off the place on this track. Okay. If you're just uh, skipping around this podcast for some reason, this is Galactic <laughs> and the album Carnival Electricos. And what is the name of the song? Uh, Hadi Ka, which is our invented term. That we've been trying to sort of... Uh, Make into a Mardi Gras chant. Yeah, but it hasn't really worked out that well. But, you know, we're still trying. Well, how did Parky Way get there? I guess is it trying exactly. to... Exactly. Okay, so Hardy Car. 
Let's give it a shot. Party car rhymes with Mardi Gras. See, ah. so you can see where the this ah. is see where you're going to. This actually was kind of came out of the uh, Julu parade that used to. Jew well, that still happens. It's not the same um, thing as having sex with a rabbi Jew Lou, is it? No, <laughs> but this, yeah, this, is, <laughs> this is like a renegade parade. That, you, you know, a Mardi Gras crew that that runs every day or every uh, year. After Zulu, they were thrown off the Zulu route, but they, you know, I think it's been going on for like twenty years thrown or something. Off the Zulu route, started by the New Orleans Klezmer All Stars. Oh, oh cool. okay. Oh, I know them. Yes. Yeah. It's a very fine group group of young men. Yeah. Yes. Did you write these songs? Mm-hmm. The group. We all grew. Wow, that's wonderful. Well, I mean, Carnival Time was already written. Okay. The one you heard before. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, but we yeah we were with the music, but kept. Certain the structure is relatively the same. I guess. But this one's original. Yeah, original. Yes. Yeah. original. Yes, Galactic. Very nice. Yeah. That's cool. Very nice indeed. Thank you very much. Now, uh, I got a lot of things to say right now, but first of all, Robert, you produced that? Yeah. Well, yeah. Produced the album. Uh, ben Elman, our sax player, co-produced some of the tracks as well. So you were responsible for putting that stuff in my left and right ear? The like panning? Wow, that was wow, actually, wow. I think Ben did that. Did that pretty the, the, the pretty pan sweep mind-bending thing. type yeah. Yeah, stuff. That was, That's yeah. a great song, by the way. Don't you yeah. think around the table here? I agree. Yeah. It's excellent. It's really excellent. nice. Hey, listen, if you're, um, if you're bouncing around here, our guests uh, from Galactic are Jeff Rains and Robert Mercurio. 
Uh, also, Champ Superstar is here and Shiny Goldstein is Hello. here. If you're listening to the show outside of New Orleans, we're coming to you live from the Collins Hotel in Uptown New Orleans. If you're coming here and you're looking for a hotel or a tour or you need tips on what to do, check in with our friends at NewOrleans.com, the official New Orleans travel site. And one of the things you can do while you're here is go see the new movement. You guys know about the new movement? Yes, I love yes, the new movement. Yes, Champ's a big fan. After two Huge years fan. of shows in bars, museums, parks, and wherever else they could, the new movement has opened a full-time comedy theater in the Maroney. Have you guys oh, been to no. this thing? Where, where is Jeff it? and Robert, it's at 1919 Burgundy Street. It's absolutely awesome, actually. They have shows from Thursday to Saturday. Everything's pretty free, uh, pretty cheap or free. I paid $5 on Saturday night to go see an amazing show. What's the cross street Chris on and that? Tammy. Burgundy and... 1919. I, I, I have to look it up. Is look it, it up on, on your list. list. Which oh, side of Allegiant Fields? Yeah. That's cool. I've been it's near that... Was, is it like Wasabi, that, that restaurant? Oh, right. Oh. It's right down the street near by there. the John. Oh, okay. John so, yeah, it's like yeah. Frenchman, then. Yeah, they also have improv and sketch comedy classes. You can check on uh, tnmcomedy.com for more information. You can also listen to the principles of TN, the TNM movement, Chris True and Tammy Nelson. Both on, hilarious. On our show, cool. True to the Game, New Orleans' first badass sports comedy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Produced by oh, our very hell own, yes. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Produced by our very own Chris Kehoe sitting over here. So, awesome. Um, <laughs> So just back to being... See, you guys, you've been married for 48 years, Shani, which is an achievement. Also, you know what's an incredible achievement is being in the same band for 18 years. Wow. It's almost wow. like being married for 48. Kind of, <laughs> we actually, <laughs> our first band... I think you're right. I, think I mean, bands right. don't... They usually last four or five years, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. So. How come you guys wow. have stuck it out for 18? We, we actually started... We grew up together, and so we... You did, really? Our first band was called... You two, you two or all did, of you? Yeah, yeah two, we grew up like a couple, right. couple miles from each other. And went to um, junior high school and started a band called the Schizmatics. Where was that? This? I'm hoping Great to name. restart maybe in about 10 years. Um, <laughs> where was the Schizmatics? What, where were you then? We were in, uh, right outside of Washington, D.C. And uh, we were playing basically like surf music, like The Ventures and um, Agent Orange, stuff like that. Was it in high school? Cool. No, junior high school. Junior high school. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then? And then what's the secret to eighteen? So oh, you just, yeah, yeah, you've known each other a long well, time. Well, and then so Sex we, you know, three we, times we, a we week. sort of kept bands. <laughs> 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 okay, wow. I but guess you know. I'll never live this down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's the obvious. <laughs> yeah. We had bands in high school, but we didn't really get serious until we got to New Orleans. Sort of randomly ended up in college here. Um, he him at Tulane and me at Loyola, and so by our sophomore year, we were playing. Uh, con- you know, playing shows, opening up for you know various bands around town, and by our senior year, I guess we had you know become you know a reasonably decent band. This is when was this Galactic Prophylactic exactly at that point? So you know we were opening up for like or, or you know we would take nights for uh, if Walter Wolfman went on the road, they would give us his Saturday night at the Maple Leaf or something like that, and then uh, from there we we made a record at the. Um, the legendary Sea Saint Studios, and um, and as soon as we were out of college, we hit the road in a van, and you know, <laughs> never looked back. Basically, I, I remember cool. when you started out, you were rehearsing in a house on Coliseum Street. Yeah, uh, where Rich Vogel, uh, where Rich Vogel's house, the organ uh, player. I knew I knew yeah. you from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I lived across the street. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And there were two guys in the band. There was Rich Vogel and, and some other Rob, 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 Rob Gowan. Yeah. 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 Now what happened to him? He disappeared. He became a lawyer and moved to Memphis, and he's now a public defender. He and, was um, the smart one. Yeah. <laughs> he got out yeah, of rock he got and roll out quick. Went the, went the normal route. But he is a lawyer on the side of righteousness. <laughs> but the rest of you guys stay, have stayed together. I mean, Rich is still in the band. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was his apartment there. Yeah. And actually, Mitch Foreman, who's our regular piano player on this, Mitch Foreman and I helped Rich start his car sometime. Like, <laughs> yes, the like station wagon. Push the station wagon. Of course. <laughs> the yeah. big Woody station wagon. Yeah. So oh, yeah. That, that flooded, I'm, I'm sorry to say, in Katrina, I it think. It did. Uh, it's gone, it finally. <laughs> yeah. So you two guys have known each other for a long time, and that's how you know, you've got a sort of a strong bond. How do you keep the rest of the guys? How do you all stay together? Is there a, some sort of mechanism? Gabrielle, the waitress, is here. Anyone like a drink? Mm, uh, my third. <laughs> yeah, yeah, another Stella. Talk. All right, I, I guess I will Stella. too. I feel pressure. Another, yeah. What are you drinking, actually, Chad? Tito's and tonic. Tito's and tonic. What the heck is a Tito's? Vodka. It's Tito's a, vodka? It's from Austin. Austin, yeah. yeah. Ah. Shani, you're good still. Got to work. Peer pressure. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> you're, oh, you've got another one, Jeff? Stolian tonic, please. Can I take a 
rain check on these yeah. drinks? <laughs> yes, we'll, we can add them to your next, your next appearance on. <laughs> for your, what's 48 plus 48? <laughs> 96? Your 96th wedding anniversary. <laughs> From your mouth to God's ears. That Does that nice. work, saying that? No. That sounds a bit superstitious for a religious person. You know, you but, you know, I've heard people say that. Things, I know. You know it's like, doesn't hurt, can't hurt. You know, Wooden hoy. can't hurt. Right. It's like chicken soup. Can't hurt. That's very Jewish. <laughs> is, there such a th- is there such a thing as very Jewish, really, or do I just say yeah, that? It's like very American. Yeah. Very. What's the, Jewish, what's the Jewish community like here in, in New Orleans? Is there a large? It's wonderful. Well, it's other wonderful. than that, so is it large? Well, compared to mm. New York? No. <laughs> <laughs> compared to other parts of New Orleans, other you know, groups. It's not as big as the Catholic know. Church. Of no, course, no, no, no. I mean, I really don't know. Well, you te- and post-Katrina, uh, things did change quite right. a bit. You teach Hebrew at uh, Tulane? Well, actually, no. I was terminated uh, oh, by Katrina. That was, oh. Thankfully, I did not lose my home or a family right. member, but I did lose my job. Why did they decide to okay. ask you then? Because people don't want to learn Hebrew after a storm? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's apocalyptic? It was whatever the powers maybe decided how they would restructure the school to keep yeah. it going. And, um, Is that anti-Semitism? No. What was, you, what was the reason? So what are you doing now? Do you teach, what did you oh, teach? Did you so teach Hebrew language, yes. like how to speak Hebrew? Yes. Let's do the rest of the show in Hebrew. What no. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, wow. Uh, so you learned Hebrew when you were in Jerusalem in 19... No, no, whatever. I studied, you know, like a foreign language um, yeah. since I was a child. Right. And, um, you know, you just kind of learn as you go. Who wants to speak mm-hmm. Hebrew? I mean, at Tulane, who wants to learn Hebrew? Oh, who do you teach? No, I mean, who do you teach? What kind of kids? Students. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of students? I mean, with well, a foreign freshmen. language requirement? Fresh- no, yes. Well, I do believe that some of them t- study it because they want to, mm-hmm. and others because it fulfills a language requirement. Be a pretty difficult one to do for a foreign language because it has a different it alphabet. It's, it's very. You're like starting it's, all it's over. It's very difficult, and it goes from right to left as it well. It does. Right? I mean, it's, it is. It's difficult, um, but I loved it. And once I stopped teaching, I filled up my time with. Um, Working out, which I Come needed to on, do, really, and Good with tell. my social work practice. Hey, right. So you work more, than and that, life. We go away. We travel a bit. So, what do you do in your social work practice? People come in to see you. You have an office. Yes. And is it yes. like what is? Private I mean, practice. what is social work versus therapy? Is it the same thing? Same. Well, there are different types of social workers. There are social workers who work in agencies with adoptions or with. Um, um, you know, I don't know what uh, child abuse or <laughs> you know things like that, wow. and then others that um, that take ordinary people who want to talk to somebody about right. something. And Champ knows a bit about pedophilia. No, no. <laughs> God forbid. It's, <laughs> in the, it's on the it's on the Twitter feed from the yeah. last twenty four. <laughs> I think oh. the Twitter feed this Twitter feed starts off with something. Hello, pedophiles. <laughs> it, may, it may. It does. Oh Would you my like God. me to show it to you? Well, I have this weird theory. It's not actually not mine. I just read about it about the fashion industry and uh, how they are have interest in like these eighty pound women with no curves or breasts or anything like that. And um, so my theory has been that the people that run the fashion industry are all pedophiles <laughs> because they have this attraction to these. Oh, that's interesting. Weird. Wow. Little gelfling looking people. So that's kind of where that stems from. There's, Happy there's Thursday, history. new pedophiles, is what it says. <laughs> this is the first tweet on Thursday. Happy Thursday, new pedophiles, <laughs> with a lot of exclamation points. Um, <laughs> it did come after the 80-pound uh, fashion week. <laughs> <laughs> The eighty pound small bone. Bird yeah, that, that did come that after me mentioning that. So there's there's a bit of history. Sometimes. So there's actually sort of a serious thing. Yeah, a theme going yeah, on here. I think I'm half and half. Half and half. Half seri- half, half, serious half serious and half, and half joking. Half. Yeah, well, they are quite. It's quite an interesting theory that pedophilia runs the fashion industry. I mean, uh, there are some. I mean, it used to be to it. people used to call that the sort of heroine chic. They said mm-hmm. that this, this look was, and yeah, it's weird. Well, to the say whole that American Apparel thing, yeah, yeah. the American Apparel thing American is American really Peril creepy. Is, yeah, what is the deal with that? Oh well, the owner has just gotten kind of charged with uh, sexual harassment. That he's, you know, all the models that have been used in his ads. Have you ever seen an American Apparel ad? 
No, I've only seen the store on Magazine Street. I don't know anything about it. It's all made in LA or something, isn't uh, it? Well, yeah, it's like a national chain. I don't, I don't yeah, but wanna... they don't make it. They don't make the clothes in Mexico or China or yeah, anything. They make them all a... in LA or something. It's all American, hence the name. Yeah. So the, it's meant to be this whole sort of feel-good company. Yeah. But feel-good has a whole other term. The ads have apparently. always been on the verge <laughs> of creepy. Really and creepy. Yeah. Not on the verge. Oh. <laughs> They're definitely oh, really? creepy. What? I haven't seen what Shani. Do you They're know on what the back of a lot of weekly? I have no idea. What do they look like? Just kind of. It's like softcore porn with yeah, yeah. yeah underage looking <laughs> yes. girls, thin, very thin, yeah. wearing in kind of inappropriate outfits, but on the verge of accepted, I guess, and like. Just had I missed that, I would. Yeah, yeah, it sounds pretty weird. good. You, you would recognize <laughs> ads, I'm sure. But okay. he just got they're, kind they're of very pervasive, you know, in many magazines and stuff. Yeah. So that guy just got head up. He with just because he's been having. Well, do you know more? I don't uh, know. It. Look it up on the web. Good nah. idea. I don't want to misquote what's Google going it. on. Google it. So, Shani, you play the guitar as well? It's an abrupt Well, I mean, it's all relative. Because well, it says here, it says on this thing that I found on Google, which you hadn't seen until I'm just showing you this yes, right that's now. That's right. right. I've never it looked It says that you worked, you've never Googled your own name. Never. You might be the last person in America yeah. uh, maybe. who's never Googled their own name. But it says here anyway that you worked with um, Soviet well, Jews in the Soviet Union, which a lot of people listening to this probably don't even know that the Jews were oppressed in the Soviet Union back in the, was it the 60s and 70s? Yeah. And they weren't allowed to leave, but nobody right. was allowed to leave. But, right. But I guess there but was a whole... Especially them, there was such anti-Semitism. Right. Um, they were singled out for oppression. And you decided yeah. to do something personally about it to try and get Jews out of the Soviet Union. Well, my husband really, and um, I just and you had went to go because you were having sex with him three times a week. So what would he, <laughs> what would he do if he was gone for two weeks? That's six down. You never live. I had to make sure that he w- didn't, you know, get wasn't, into trouble. Wasn't banging some <laughs> refusing it. Not to worry. <laughs> <laughs> and it no. says here that uh, it says you were, you smuggled Hebrew music into the country in your guitar case. Yes. Well, like I, the, you know, when like you're young, singing you do things or that um, when you look back and you say, "Gee." God, that what were you was ta- dangerous. Why were you taking a guitar case with you to Well, because Soviet it was like Union. a disguise, you know. You, you, you played know. the part of a Joan Baez or something? Exactly. Coming to study Russian folk music. That was that your was my front. You're like, a, you're like a spy. That's cool. That's exactly right. I wow. mean, it's you're a long pers- story. We don't have time for it now. But, <laughs> well, um, but it was... We don't, it actually, was but we have a, we have a minute. Yes. <laughs> It it's was totally a very awesome. gratifying yeah. and interesting part of part of my life. So you actually successfully got people who were oppressed in the Soviet Union to freedom in the United States. Yeah, not not us alone. I mean, it was no, there was a whole movement, but you were part. But you were part of it. Yeah, we were. And you were prepared to we take were. on the KGB, which was a serious. I mean, that's not screwing around. Well, no pun intended. That's oh, you're right. <laughs> but, but that is not screwing around. I the mean, KGB wasn't playing games. No, no, not no. Then. They don't play games. Not then. So you were at risking a lot to do this. I you must have so. really believed it. And did you, yes. did you perceive any danger to yourself? Yes. Mm. I was terrified. Really? Wow. But thankfully, my husband is more of an adventurer, and he is more, um, you know, let's, we've got to do this. See, I don't even like to drive my car in places that I don't know, <laughs> where I don't know where I'm going. All right. But if he's going, I just say, okay. You know, let's do it. So you trust him implicitly. It, absolutely. That and it was a something. passion. It, became, it was totally a, a, a passion at that time. It's got to be part of the secret of staying married, yeah. to trust somebody. Absolutely. This is where you could learn a good lesson here, Jane. I know. I'm learning well, a lot. I'm reevaluating my life choices. I, you know. I, I Will mean, you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> no. You're already married. What is this? That's right. That's right. You have two children. <laughs> Answer still no. <laughs> well, you guys, I have to say, it's been an instructive hour sitting around here yeah. at the Collins Hotel. It's been yeah. fun. It's you been see, crazy. what do I do about fun? How do I have fun? This is fun. This is fun. This is fun. This was fun, yeah, Shani, wasn't it? Thank you. Uh, Thank it was you a lot of fun. Shani Goldstein. Nice to meet everybody. Jeff Rains, Robert Mercurio, and the famous champ superstar have been my guests <laughs> yes. on Happy Hour. Infamous, I think. Is uh, infamous is fitting as well. Our producers are uh, Melinda Hawes, Anoush Karun, Trish Kaufman, and Graham DePonte. Our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh is our music director, and Cliff Brigden is our web designer. And our link to the real world, Mitch Foreman, played, or wrote, actually, and is playing, although recorded, our theme song. If you'd like to be on our show, 
Drop us a line at itsneworleans at gmail.com. The show is recorded live at the Collins Hotel, and you can check out our other happy hours we've recorded here on our website. You can also check out our other shows. Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti live at Commander's Palace, which you can also hear very soon on WWNO 89.9 FM. You can hear Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Paycheck and True to the Game with the fabulous Chris True and Tammy Nelson, also on itsneworleans.com. You can keep up with us by liking It's New Orleans on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter, along with Champ Superstar, of course, and Galactic. And Shana, you should get on Twitter as well now, you know, <laughs> all about it. You can subscribe to our Never podcast also follow you. on iTunes. <laughs> Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Mitch Foreman, who's normally sitting there on the piano, not being recorded, I'm Grant Morris. We'll see you next time right here on Happy Hour. Thank you. Very nice.